podcast. Hello and welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Whoa, episode 71. 71 being the age of my previous girlfriend before my wife. What a strange way to start the podcast. But greetings and welcome. How are we all doing? It's another week. It's another Weird Podcast. And a fun week it's been for me personally. It's been uh, busy. It's been um, banterful. It's been very rewarding. You know, you, you, you knew what? That's no way to speak. Um, anyway, it's been a busy week, and a lot's been going on in the old, uh, on the old gig front and the old general life front. For yours truly, the weird guy Dave Elliott. Um, I suppose first and foremost, I want to bore everybody. I want to say first and foremost, the podcast, the weird podcast. Um, the listening figures have been going up slowly, but surely. It's been getting up there slowly, but it's been getting up. It's like a pensioner on Viagra. You know what I mean? It's taking its time. It's not coming all at once, but when it gets up, it's up for a short time. You know, it is up for a slight period of time. But what I'm saying is there are more people listening to the podcast. And therefore, I want more people to rate and review the podcast, please. So if you haven't already, just subscribe to SoundCloud. You might want to listen to SoundCloud. I don't give a fuck. Just, you know go on and unsubscribe whatever and then if you're on itunes get an itunes rate and review it so we can get up the itunes charts i can start making some coin out of this podcast and start getting some merch together because hey if i make a bit of dough out of this i'll be able to rent the studio space i'll be able to get you know uh oxygen filled tanks to record in i'll be able to you know hire weightless room so i can float and record the podcast as if i'm in space which hey let's be fair that would make the podcast even weirder so basically how i'm saying that is is just by rating and reviewing sharing the podcast sharing um posts on instagram and stuff whenever you're listening you know just being genuinely real sweet guys i'd appreciate and girls of course i'd appreciate that um but other than that you know that's the boring kind of shit out of the way what have we got up to this week? Well, I remember I said, well, I say I remember I said on last week's podcast because let's be fair, I wasn't too coherent. Um, had a few drinks earlier in the day, came around to record the podcast. A lot of my train of thought went. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like, um, normally I, I like to think a bit in this podcast, but by that stage I was sleepy, I was tired, I had a good time. So, you know, apologies if you're expecting some, you know, mm, on the point uh quick-witted satire you got a, a guy at a few glasses of wine you know and hey it might have worked a couple of weeks ago they work last week nah so this week am i drinking wine on the podcast yes but this is my first of the day because it's st patrick's weekend you know so this is just one glass here i've got a nice a nice little riaka here which is uh going to help me get through the the, the episode and also got a full pint of water so don't people be thinking the guy's got an alcohol problem it's st patrick's weekend we're having fun you know have i already drank this week yes why because we did a gig on tuesday at the black box in belfast and it wasn't like my normal gigs you know but I guess for the big man to come out of the house of an evening, you know, you you got to be throwing sacks at him, you know, not scroats, but like sacks of coin. Like, you know, those little, I, I assume they're muslin, the wee bags, you know, they're like wee muslin bags full of coins. They're stacked, they're bags, and you throw them at me, you know, like, like the priest out of the Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. You know, I'm greedy is what I'm saying. I need coin 
for my loin. I'm not selling my body. I'm not a sex slave. But what I'm saying is, most gigs I would do, I would be getting some cash for that. You know, I'd be getting a little bit of green. You know, also as well as cash, weed. No, I'm joking. I get, you know, it's kind of like a job now. You know, I've got a family. It's not just solely my hobby. You know, I've got to put food on the table for my baby. I've got to put a roof over the head. And, you know, like a tenner a week doing stand-up, you know, help towards that. So... The point being on Wednesday, or on Tuesday night, sorry, at the Black Box, we were doing a big charity gig. And because it's for charity, and because I'm a great guy, I didn't take any fee. You know, all the money that was made that night is going directly to charity. I say directly, some of it's going towards paying the Black Box, which, hey, you know, you have to do that to hire a venue. But, you know, apart from that, that's where it's going. So instead of uh, treating it like a day at the office, a work day, we thought, you know, we're just going to have a bit of crack. We're just going to go do the gig, have a few drinks, relax, enjoy ourselves. And we did. So to anybody that came to that gig, thank you very much. Um, Seriously, uh, touches the old heart to know that, you know, like, for example, doing this or doing gigs, sometimes you're effectively in a room you know, talking to people, sometimes a small crowd, you know, sometimes like now, I'm just in a room talking to myself but there are people out there listening and I appreciate that, to be able to use whatever little influence I may have or whatever little um, you know, recognisability or pull I may have it's great to be able to use that for a good cause and for me personally to be able to put on this gig and give money to a friend of mine who is uh unwell with cancer um, means a lot and to be able to give money additionally to that to Marie Curie who or hospice care for people who have cancer it means a lot so thank you to everyone that turned out um, on the night and for those that didn't don't worry you know he's a bad people but I mean you know don't worry there'll be, be other nights I think that it's something that myself and the other actor are on on the night um, I've talked about maybe doing a big gig once a year for charity and just putting everything toward that and it'd be good to be good to do that. So just want to say thanks on that. But as I said, if I ain't getting no coin on the night, you want to make a night of it and enjoy yourself too, you know. So um we had all sort of myself, it was myself on the line, it was myself, Aaron Butler, Aaron McCann, Rory Woods, Kieran Bartlett, Mickey Bartlett, Colin Geddes, Shane Todd, and I. Um basically all my, my, my closest friends in stand-up and we had just decided to throw this gig on because I said it was for a friend of mine and we just, we'd all sort of agreed right lads we're going to go on the sauce here we're going to make a night of it it's going to be banging and on the night it was just myself and Shane on the pints which I mean you know did, was it sound of the lads to do the gig did they all do great yes was it sly and no one was hitting the sauce with me yes but that didn't stop me I brought down a nice little ball of red and I was just sipping on that through the night and it was great you know it was the first time in a long time I've gone on with any booze in my system at all and by the time the gig started I was feeling some kind of way as I said on stage you know I was like whoa it's uh, it's been a while since I've done that but I think I got through my set pretty well I enjoyed it it felt good tried out some new material um, made me feel good you know a lot of the other boys did really well as well the mic stand I, I broke the mic stand which was uh, great being the first act on but it just so so happened that I broke it in such a way it ended up, you know, Freddie Mercury style. So just the mic in the holder with the like 
upper segment of the microphone. So having just told everyone, you know, the gigs for for people who are suffering cancer, you know, the mood was quite obviously a little bit low. So by breaking the mic, I ended up having this Freddie Mercury type setup and was able to just get the get the fans back on side, get the audience singing with a wee bit of Ayo! And it was great. For those who don't know what that is and think I'm losing my mind, Live Aid, 1985. I wasn't even even in my dad's ball sack then. But hey, great moment. I watched Bohemian Rhapsody last week. Yes, got that in my head. And I just got everyone in great mood. We all had a really, really fun night. All the acts were on were great. It was good to get like sometimes you get you get to see a lot of the boys together for the all time, you know, because we split with gigs, chatting the WhatsApp group all the time. But rarely do we get everybody together. But we got everyone together. The crack was good. Sounds like that Van Morrison song. The crack was good, and we really enjoyed ourselves. It was great, and um, it got us thinking about maybe doing something like that again for a good cause. And it just was really, you know, it was really humbling night. It was great. Um, after we finished the gig, did we go for many more pints? Myself and Shane. Nah, we went. We went for one. Um, myself, and my wife Catherine, Shane, his wife Stacy, and uh, the other com- another comedian friend of ours, William Thompson, who was down watching, came for a beer with his friend. Um, I say that as if he's going it's just, it just was a made his like you know what I mean I made a couple of drinks it was good fun Aaron Butler came out with us too Aaron funny guy doesn't drink um, which is you know absolute respect to him for sticking that out we're going on holiday next month to Tenerife for his birthday which is weird when you're a 32 year old man saying you're going away for a friend's birthday but um, Butler's basically said to me hey I don't want to have a wife I don't want to get married, so I ain't going to ever have a stag do. So may this birthday be the equivalent of my stag do. And I said, I'll see you there. So we're going there in a month. And Shane Todd has it in his head that he's going to make Aaron Butler drink, which I don't like because the guy doesn't drink. You know what I mean? He never touches that drink. So, I mean, I feel like once he starts, he might never stop. You know, like me, three podcasts in a row where I'm sipping on that rouge. You know, it's not uh, it's not bigger. It's not clever. Hey, let me just check this radiator. It's on me a second. Beside me. Shit. I don't know if I told you this. Guys, I'm still homeless. For those who don't know, I've been homeless now for about eight weeks. Um, I'm living in temporary accommodation here. I'm living in, like, effectively a... a I was going to say let. That's a full lie. It's a three-bedroom house. It's fine. It's spacious. But it's not my own gaff, right? And it's basically an Airbnb, not a single let. So I'm standing here. And now the weird thing about it is the heating. There's no controls to the heating. So basically, there's just some dude who owns this house can control it on his phone. So the odd time, he's just turning it on and off. When the heat's on in this house, it's like a sauna that's on fire. Fucking roasting. And pardon my French for swearing because I don't like to. But I mean... I don't like the heat. You know what I mean? I am a warm guy. Like, I just sit. Breathing alone makes me sweat. So I do not need a heater. Uh, big goddamn... The motherfucker's about... This is about a seven-foot radiator. And it's just blasted heat into my ass. And I don't need that. Do you know what I mean? And if you heard that bang there on the... Uh, 
on the background as my daughter Holly she's got into doing this new thing where you give her a bottle when she's in bed when she's done just sits up and just fucks it over the side of the bottle boom boom over the cot onto the floor and just that's it you know sometimes she'll go to sleep sometimes she'll shout for a bit so yeah shouting right now but I mean that's it but this radiator is blasting shit up my ass and, and you know what I don't want stuff up my ass when I'm recording a podcast you know it, it puts me off but um, yeah, it's off now. I can move on. But it's a great night, Tuesday night. Um, a lot of positive feedback from a lot of people. You know, a lot of positive. Fe- why am I? Why does it always go to Trump? I just think sometimes if you word things by saying people, if you say people, it sounds like Donald Trump. That's about it. I love the people, and it just ends up down that rabbit hole. But we went out for drinks. We went to the Heart Bar, which since the last time I've been there has quadrupled in size. The heart bar is taken over Belfast. Like it started off, you know, a tiny little bar opposite from where the original heart bar was. And now it's just it's just spreading and growing and taking over everything. It's like Boosham. You know? It's taking over everything. I didn't know how to cope with the size. Like normally me, I'm a guy that's used to coping with small things. I don't need big things to deal with. You know, it's not my bag, baby. You know what I'm saying? It's not my thing. So I had a couple of, of pints of uh, Orchard Thieves in there, which is a very tasty cider, I must say. I do enjoy more Orchard Thieves. But the um, by that stage, the wine had got me got me pretty buzzed. And then the Orchard Thieves topped that up. And then it may or may not have been um, some type of vape device going around, which had a little bit of a, a little bit of a herbal tint, let's just say. And did that make me feel like I was flying through the sky? Yeah, you know, it made me feel light, it made me feel loose, and it made me gobble gobble like a goose. And I was just, by the time I got into my bed, the room was spinning, I was spinning, I was like, I might vomit here. Feels like I'm on the sea cat with one of the engines broke. But I mean, that's what people do. You know, they get blitzed. And I got blitzed, you know, and that was fine. Don't mind being blitzed. Don't mind coping with it. But the next day, I had some work to do. Now, I sound like I have some sort of evil plan. I was doing a video for the IFA, right? And that was fine. That was later in the afternoon. That was like 3 o'clock to do that. So I had time to recover, hydrate, get myself feeling back to normal again. But you know what I had to do first thing in the morning? Be at for 10 a.m., Mother and toddlers. Why was I a mother and toddlers, I hear you ask? Well, my wife Catherine, being the uh, ledge that she is, was like, the big man's off for a couple of days. Obviously, he's a big meeting on the day um, of the charity gig. A lot of work to do to prep for that, sort the sound, do a lot of things around organising the event. The next day, he's doing a video for the IFA. So he's free in the morning, you know, rather than just allowing him to lie in, relax a bit, you know, prepare some of the last lines he needs to do for the the video, we'll just bring him the mother and toddlers. And um, I'm going to say, mother and toddlers may be the worst place on earth. Now, it's bad, I'd imagine, being completely fresh and clear of mind and body. But when you're hanging out of your fucking tree, it sucks. And like, hey, am I? I'm gonna. Am I gonna? Am I gonna bite my tongue, or am I just gonna? You know what? 
There are two types of people out there that are pieces of shit. And they're mothers and they're toddlers. And when you combine them, you merge them into some sick merger. You know, you add that mother vibe, that toddler vibe together. You just go and get cunts. Mm -hmm. And that's what I what I found. I turned up there as a like a, a, as a dad because hey, I'm a dad. But I was like the only guy there, and I'm there and I'm wearing a pair of jeans. I've got a black coat on, black shoes on, black hat on. I look like a cat burglar that can't fit in the window. I look like a cat burglar that's brought along to like force doors in. Like I'm not a cat burglar that's going to just like I'm not going to be the guy that's going to climb in a wee gap window and let you in. I'm the guy that shoulder barges doors and carries. Like, I carry big TVs out of the house for people. You know what I mean? I'm in there. I'm like, like here, Davey, we need to bring this, uh, this divan out with us. I'd be like, oh, too God, mate. You know, I, I'm carrying the big stuff. I'm taking the corner settees out when I'm burgling. You know, I'm not going in. I'm not taking... I'm not taking, a, 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 like, a little safe. I'm not taking the small stuff. I'm there to take the big stuff. That's why I'm in the black gear, the black hat, everything. I'm a big cat. I'm a big fat cat burglar, right? And I do, and I look, I look menacing, you know, especially out of context in a mother and toddlers, right? Which, to be honest, very sexist. Now, I know we just did this charity gig with no woman, uh, no diversity, right? But I mean, hey, it's called mothers and toddlers. Where are the daddies? You know, like next time if I go, which I'm not going to go again, I'll go dressed as Spider-Man. You know, I'll be fathers for justice. I'll be like, you know. You know, and then again, I say, won't be fuck it. Let mothers go to mothers and toddlers. It's shit. You know, I'll not be rushing back there in a hurry. You know, it was frightening, but um, I tell you what, went there and had my eyes opened. Now Catherine had told me a few wee things about it. She was like, "You'll enjoy it. You know, you'll 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 find it funny." And did I? Yeah, well, but am I going to definitely get about twenty minutes of material out of this? Yes. But did that mean I enjoyed the process? Nah. It's like sometimes in life, if you want something, you have to. There needs to be a struggle to be a reward at the end of it. Do you know what I mean? You need to have a graft to appreciate what comes out the other side. Like take, for example, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what I mean? He's like, for me, <clears throat> of course, there's going to be an attempted impersonation here. Let me just uh, get a wee glass of bit of wine into me here. Mm. Schwarzenegger would be like. For you to for you to appreciate, <laughs> for you to appreciate the fruits of your labor, you need to craft inside a desert to be able to appreciate the top of the mountain. Worst I've ever done that. But the point of the, the fact is, if everything comes to you easy, it ain't worth a shit. If you work for it, you feel pride. You know, you're like Heather Small. What have you done today to make you feel proud? You know, that's how I felt going to mother and toddlers. Do you know what I mean? And, hey, it was in Hollywood. So I'm going to say this. It was a wee bit... It was it was an upper-class mothers and toddlers. Like, I mean, let's face it. Papa Bear ain't going to go to no run-of-the-mill mother and toddlers. If he's going to go there, you know, he's going to the fine dining version. You know, he's going to the version where you have to... You know, you have to give your postcode to get in. Do you know what I'm saying? He's going to ones where no, you know, ain't no tracksuits allowed in there, baby. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be wearing, you gotta be wearing shoes and a suit. You gotta be on that. And you gotta go in looking like a penguin. You know what I'm saying? Not the bar, the actual in a dinner suit penguin. You need to look smart. You know, there's a butler there. 
take your coat. You know what I mean? It's it's a, it's you get hors d'oeuvres and you go in. Literally, you do. The rest is a load of shit. But you like you walk in and I'm told. You, so right, you go in into this church hall. You pay some money. You know it's cheap. It's like fifty quid or whatever. You pay that to the woman, and then they're just like, let your kids play with stuff. So the the eyes let Holly down. She's having a good time. A lot of other kids about. You know, a lot of toddlers. Some kids questionably large. You know, one guy um, with a full beard. You know, a kid. I was like, mm, you're definitely not a toddler, my man. You are like some kind of Warwick Davis guy. You know, small, um, but adult. And it was weird. And I hated him especially. Um, turns out he was the, the minister of the church's son. And he was, joking aside, about eight, right? And he was just scooting about like... He was so old, he was about to have puberty. You know what I mean? That, his voice is like, nice to meet you there, mister. And I was like, man, don't call me mister. It's Sir Elliot to you. Fuck off. Right, but he's just scooting about the place in one of those Tommy cars. You know, like the little red and yellow plastic cars. And he was bombing about the place. And about four times he hit my leg, right? And so fair enough, you walk into mother and toddlers, you'd be all smiley like you're a dead on person. But see, when one kid fucks you off, that's you in the red zone. You know, when this kid has hit my leg. And, like, if we're on the streets and, like, some, some punk wants to step up to me, hey, I'll put you down. You know what I mean? I will, I'll flatten you. And I'm thinking, you know, don't disrespect me just because we're surrounded by ladies and, and churchgoers, you know, doesn't mean you're safe. You know, I will find a way to hurt you. You know, it's not going to be like I'm not going to strike him with a stri- like a stiff right. You know what I mean? I'm going to be more, I'm going to be more sneaky and more sleeked with my attack. You know, I'm looking at him going. If I am looking straight ahead, my vision doesn't cover the height that he goes to. If I lift my right leg up a little bit, he will effectively run directly into my knee, thus rendering him unconscious. But look at an accident. Either that or I could trip him up. You know, but then I got to thinking about this too much in my head. I made up into this like, how am I actually going to hurt this six-year-old kid? You know, it's like, and I, and I started worrying himself. So what I did was just try to play catch with Holly. So I went to basically throw um, the Millennium Falcon at her to catch, but I missed the Millennium Falcon, missed Holly, and hit the six-year-old square up the kite, put him down. But hey, victory was mine. Do you know what I mean? A lesson was learned, and it looked like an accident because it looked like I was playing. Is my daughter one, and could she catch? A full Lego Millennium Falcon? Absolutely not. Was it completely out of her reach zone? Yes, but that's not the point. I made it look an accident. And I looked so menacing like the fat cat burglar that nobody would mess with me. Do you know what I mean? Nobody's going to fuck with this guy because, hey, I may have a shank. You know what I mean? I look like I've done a bit of time. You know, probably not for anything serious. Maybe just tax evasion. But I still carry a shank. You know what I mean? Tom Shanks. They call me it's the worst pun ever, but you know what I'm saying? I carry peace. You know, when I'm out, I bring a peace with me. You know, I'm a man that's packing a peace. You know, I'm packing a peace. I'm not talking dick, obviously, but, you know, weapons. So just what I'm saying is don't fuck with me, kids. Don't fuck with me, mothers. Don't fuck with me, no one. Fuck with me, right? So after this little punk getting his comeuppance, um, the women were like, I'm going to use the phrase the women, right? Not to be sexist or not to describe the generic general women who were at mother and toddlers. The women are the women of the church, right? The women are the women working at mother and toddlers. So when I use the phrase the women, I'm meaning the women from the church, right? So the women who are running this shit, they just disappeared for a bit. 
and then all the other mums were just like bringing their kids like it's Hollywood so their kids like flipping Tarquin and Salamander sit down Salamander please Tarquin grab your seat over there you know Evangeline have a seat please the the num nums are coming through and I genuinely heard that phrase Tarquin the num nums are coming through I said bitch I'm gonna be coming through this fucking fist in your face if you keep talking like that but they sat these kids down all these mums pushing my Holly out of the way Holly's wee friend Oscar out the way he had no parents with him no joking he his mum Anna but it was weird that like there were adults pushing kids out through to sit at these wee tables and then the women returned with food for the kids now it was so church so Presbyterian they had literally a wee dinner trolley with all these wee tables on like wee plates sorry on it and they're putting it all down each kid got a plate of food which was a random mix it was like a cube of banana a stick of carrot a couple of cocktail sausages a slice of toast an orange segment and some raisins which you know it's a it's a diverse meal you know there's very like there's there's a variation of macros on that plate you know what i mean you're you're probably not you're probably not getting swole you know what i mean you're probably not like your intercostals aren't going to be ripping through your shirt after you put away those macros but you know it was fine for a baby's food i thought a bit random like if i'm feeding holly in the morning like normally for breakfast i give her something like you know scrambled eggs toast pancakes banana you know cornflakes weedabix that kind of shit, maybe some fruit, some berries, some strawberries, you know what I mean, some milk. But these motherfuckers are just mixing all those macros right up on a plate. Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt, get it into you. Right, and that was fine. And then we're just sitting there and Holly was eating her food, Oscar was eating his food. And then Oscar, being a one-year-old baby, finished his food. Oscar loves his tucker, right? Put it like that, he is fond of the grub. He reached over and just literally touched this other baby's plate. And then the other baby's mum slapped his hand out of the way and never has a red mist come over me quicker and I'm not being able to act on it. You know, like see if I was in a rugby pitch, that motherfucker would be eating elbows. But because of the mother and toddlers, and I happened to be a female, I couldn't strike the person, you know? And I was just like, how dare you touch that boy? You know, but she was just the archetypical, awful, awful, know-it-all mum. You know, the young mum that just thinks she is, like, the lipshits prime mum. You know, she had, like, Oh, she had Adidas shell toes on. And I was like, hey, phone 1996 and give those babies back. What are you doing wearing those? She's got Adidas shell toes on. She's got like a pair of black leggings on. She obviously has a full-on winter's coat. It's like that one, you know, that literally kill seals or caribous. They make the fur around the neck. You know those ones that's like, you just wearing that, that caribou corpse around your neck. That also sounds... Like a like a, a thrash metal band, the Caribou Corpse. You know she's got that around the neck. Then a scarf. She's got the face on, no makeup, the hair just combed all straight down. Obviously dyed blonde badly, and she has literally got Alcatraz on her wedding finger. That rock, yowch. She was a Hollywood mum, a piece of sh one t right, and she's like, don't touch my. Tarquin's hand or my Tarquin's food how dare you and I was like bitch don't you touch 
my boy, he's not my boy, but he's with me, he's in my squad, and don't you dare lay a hand on him. And I just, in that moment, decided I hate everyone of mothers and toddlers. I hate them all, I hate the kids, I hate the mums. And then I had to be like, I need to sit here for the rest. Like, it's like another hour to go by this point, and I go, what have I done? Like, what have I done in my life to deserve this? You know, ultimate respect to my wife, Catherine, for bringing Holly to that every week, but my God, I couldn't cope. Then after that, all the parents started like, like lemmings heading towards the far wall of the hall. Like the whole thing took place in the church hall. And they all sat down, like, facing me. I was like, this is kind of like, you know, like a, a dodgeball type setup, all sitting against the wall. And I said to Catherine, what the fuck's going on here? Why are all these these ladies, these mums, these bitches sitting across this wall? What are they doing? And she was like, the adult's food's coming now. And I was like, what? And you're like, yeah, the adult's food coming. Literally all these mums just got their kids fed. And we're like, right, fuck that. That's me done. I'm sitting. You guys do what you want. You know what I mean? Six-year-old's still trying to get himself up on his feet after being struck with a Millennium Falcon. And I'm just like, what's going on here? Then the women return with an adult spread. Like the most Protestant spread I have ever seen in my life. They had ham and chive sandwiches no ham spring onion but they weren't just like sandwiches they were rolled so they looked like a wee swiss roll and i was like "Mm." they had fresh salmon on cucumber slices they had um cheese and branston pickle they had freshly made um sausage rolls they had cocktail sausages they had some sort of like um a puff pastry onion uh type thing they had coffee the tea they had orange juice, they had cashew milk, weird, they had water, you know, we are just putting on this spread, they had a full salad, they had uh, hummus, they had dip, they had crisps, Doritos, they had it all, and all these mums just bam in a queue to get it, all the kids, like, the best days they're running riot, they're doing, you know, getting on like those two, like two cone-headed dinosaurs just running into each other, kids just dropping left, right and centre, it's like we're in no man's land, kids are dropping, there's weapons everywhere, there's uh, several kids going down a slide, not waiting for the previous kid that went down a slide to clear. It's just carnage. All the while, I'm just keeping Holly safe, protecting her, because, hey, that's what a good parent should do. A parent should never put their big, fat, greedy bellies ahead of the safety of their child. But, hey, mother and toddlers, these bitches don't give them no shits. You know, they're like, you know what? You's are fed. Ain't, no my pro- ain't, ain't my problem no more, girlfriend. Fuck you. Fuck you, girlfriend. I'm going for my, I'm going for my ham. I'm going for my ham spring onion roll. I'm going for my sausage roll, baby. I'm going for my my jam on toast. I'm going for my cranberry on pork. And all y'all can get fucked, players. And the women who got up first, did they leave a lot for the people at the back of the queue? Did they fuck? These are the same women stacking their plates, needing walking boots, needing to get that regatta walking boot bought needing to go to the scout store in Belfast going in going hey do you have any crack hopper boots because hey I need to eat this spread and bitch this plate is full this is like I'm looking at it going this is Snowdonia on a plate these women are stacking it up probably the same women that are being like I didn't lose any weight this week slimming world shit any wonder you've just eaten Mount Everest on a plate you fat pig you know you've turned to mum mother and toddlers every week stuff and you, can you afford groceries 
You know why? You live in Hollywood, you're going to Mother and Tall, you're spending 50 quid a week. It's 150 actually, I'm, I'm you know, I'm going over the top. But you're paying money at, just to get this spread. The fuck with the kids, you're in the feast and then you're going probably the same hall with someone else going, I don't know what it could be. I mean, it's been a... I've been eating the Slimming World meal, you know, they, they told me to make corchetti bolognese and just pour basically Pepsi Max over it and then roast it in the oven for two hours. I've been doing that and I've been, I've been eating my one Freddo bar a day and I've not lost any weight. Yeah, because you're snake eating a mother and toddler, you greedy big pig, don't be doing that, you know. And am I annoyed because the women are greedy? Uh, no, am I annoyed because they didn't leave me any of the puff pastry and onion thing? Maybe. But the point of the matter is, I don't like mother and toddlers. I hate mothers. I hate kids. And I hate them together. I think it should just be renamed Kid Battle Royale Kids Free For All. Throw the kids in there for an hour. Let them pour their own tea and coffee. Are they one? Yeah. Do they get burned? Yeah. But hey, it's survival of the fittest. They learn a lesson. I was going to be the cross there. But will I be back, mother and toddlers? Absolutely not. There is a 0% chance I'll ever be back there. Unless, of course, something happens to my wife whereby, you know, she dies or something and I have to take Holly but hopefully that'll not happen you know and hopefully if it ever does happen Holly will still not be a toddler you know by that stage but it did it and it was tough and that was you know that was Wednesday and then I went and did a video for the IFA which is coming out next week sometime for the start of the Euro qualifiers and um, if you've seen any of the stuff I've done before with the IFA I basically portray a character um, which they call Northern Ireland's biggest fan basically just about people jumping in the bandwagon now Northern Ireland are a bit better than they used to be and uh, yeah it was fun to do it's always fun to do IFA videos I like to do them for the IFA I think they're funny and yeah they're good crack and good lads to hang about with as well and you're, you're, you're doing a video so keep a wee eye for that you may see a very sexy guy filmed by a drone that's all I'm saying you know that's that's about it yeah, the drone, very modern technology. Um, you know, very. I have to actually do a voiceover for that um, after I finish this podcast. But you know, that's modern technology for you. You can just sit in a room, record a podcast, put it out there. Like I can just put this up. It's Friday. Put this up on Monday morning. That's just going to be there to be in your little ears. And Lord knows what you'll expect because St Patrick's Day on Sunday. You know what I mean? It's the day. St. Patrick got rid of literal snakes in Ireland, from Ireland because there are still loads of fucking snakes out there. And you know who you are? Dirty snake rat hairs. And, um, you know, people just absolutely go mental for St. Patrick's Day. And fair play to you because I, I now am past that stage. Well, for a while anyway because of a wee one to look after. But I'll still have a Guinness. We're going to go out um, somewhere. You know, we're going to go, like, to the some National Trust place because, hey, I'm a National Trust guy now. You know what I mean? I basically can go into any field in any country in the United Kingdom and Ireland and I can get access to any cottage I want. I can go into any castle. I can go into any building. I can, I can go into any building in the UK and Ireland. And there's my daughter, Holly, still awake, shouting in the background. Um, just going to have to leave, leave her to cry it out because... You know, this podcast is happening, so it is what it is. But yeah, 
we're going to go National Trusting and very excited about it and on the way home I'm definitely getting a Guinness because you know St Patrick didn't you know do what he did for us to just forget it you know what I mean we're keeping the memory alive we'll go we'll enjoy it a lot of my mates heading out to watch the uh, the Six Nations on, on Saturday and I'm not because I've just been so busy doing stand up in the last few weeks that I have no time to spend with my family so I'd much rather hang my free time with La Familia than I would with the boys and that just I suppose shows you that I'm getting turned into an old guy and also a skint guy because hey let's face it if I had all the dough that I would have had if I wasn't homeless I'd be out there I'd be on you know I'd be doing keg stands if you could find enough people to hold my big girth up I'd be doing it because you old me and now I'm just an old man another sign that I'm an old man is I started listening to the radio again um yeah, in this house that we're renting, there's just a, a radio, and I have this weird thing, which I used to think was literally me being a mental bastard, but I've learned that it li- there is literally a mental condition called misophonia. I've spoken about it on a way, way earlier podcast, like episode one or two or something, but it was just this basically where if I hear people eating, it just makes me want to kill myself, basically. it's I don't know what it is or why it does it, but even if I'm eating on my own, like if I'm in silence and I can hear like squelching and swallowing and breathing and stuff, I just I hate it. It makes my skin crawl, my hair's going end, and I just hate it. So anytime I'm eating any dinner or having any food, I need to like either have the TV on the background, the radio in the background, listen to podcasts or something, or else be like in a busy restaurant where you can't just hear that like I'm focusing on noise eating. Mad as it sounds... I just hate it, you know, I just do. And, um, yes, we had the radio one, and guess what? It's very enjoyable. You forget how great listening to the radio is, unless you unless you do listen to the radio. Much more social, fire on the background. Hear some lads and ladies chatting away, a couple of songs. It's great. Now, could you listen to, like, Radio 1 would be pretty hip and cool, yeah. But am I an old guy? Yeah, still listen to Magic? Absolutely. You know what I mean? That is the channel that I've been listening on. All the classics on there. You know, it's great listening. Um, and got me thinking as well. I was um, just sitting in the living room. I say living room. It's living room, dining room and kitchen in this house we rent because it's open plan and it's impossible to watch a one-year-old child in. But hey, it's better than being on the streets. So I'll not complain. But listening to the the radio, the Bee Gees come on, um, and it got me thinking, what way do they sing? <laughs> what is that? It's weird. And you can't tell, but the way I use my walk on my woman's man. <laughs> imagine those guys appeared on like X Factor nowadays. <laughs> you imagine you'd be there. And Simon's like, what's your name? And then Louis's like, well, I don't, I've done better Louis than Simon. What's your name? <laughs> what is your name? And he'd be like, hi, <laughs> we're the Bee Gees. And we're going to sing a song we wrote. Fantastic, what's the name of the song? Be like, it's, uh, it's called Tragedy. And then si- Simon, Simon Cole, Simon? Simon Cole, Simon Cole <laughs> would be like, uh, take it away. And they'd be like, and then Simon would be like, Arr! What was that? 
and be like, it's just the way we sing. And be like, nah, mate, that is the weirdest. What is the Bee Gees voice? Like, imagine they sing any other song that's out now. You know what I mean? Like a more, like a more modern song. Like they sing something like, you know? People just be, that is the weirdest shit I've ever heard in my life. You know what I mean? It would just, it would make zero sense. I'll be running shotgun underneath the hot sun. You'd be like, nah, you sound like a chipmunk. You've no career, yet they're legends. You know? The great, they have great songs, Stand Alive, Tragedy, How Deep Is Your Love. They're a great group. But nowadays, you know, they just, they wouldn't, they wouldn't cope because they don't, they're, they, they don't have like letters after their names. They're like not called BGXV113. You know, it's like, you need to just be, and like every other song nowadays is just the same, you know? And I, that, I really, like I remember my, my dad saying that to me when I was younger. See that shit, see that fucking Limp Bizkit shit you're listening to? Fucking load of balls. Back in my day, a proper bonds like a razor and a pet shop, boys. Like fucking a razor and a pet shop, boys. Nowadays, I love a razor and a pet shop, boys. They're great guys, you know. And like even bands from back in my day, and I'm saying, oh, they were they were great. Nowadays, they're like, no, they didn't have a DJ. You know, it's terrible. Music's dying. <laughs> Music's dying. Rock and roll's dying. Poetry is on the way out. It's terrible. Every like every day, every singer is Stephen Hawking nowadays. Every singer is Stephen Hawking. They're all we. And rap music as well. <sighs> I was listening to my phone and shuffle this morning, playing some Dr. Dre, thinking that guy. Whoa. Even his latest album Compton, a lot of people didn't like. I loved it. It was the best rap album in years. But like. All rap nowadays is just like, hey, 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 I got some shit on my ass. Oh, I need to wipe it off fast. Yep, you know, terrible trap. I wish these guys would literally be caught in bear traps, you know. And I've just, in fact, with their head, yeah, just get caught in bear traps, guys, and die, you know. I was going to make a sly comment there, but I mean, it's not the place to be sly. We need to show love in the world, you know, but I mean, those trap artists, literally, we need to lay traps for them. They need to stop killing rap. And we need, we need, gangsters need to come back. That's what we need, gangster rappers, you know, not little people with tattoos in their face that are punk nerds with purple hair and golden teeth. Is that a direct... You know, shunt at one of my favourite guys, 6 9 Yeah, it is. But hey, he's in prison and he's a tight. So fuck him. Anyway, I'm just going to move on to listeners' questions here because I feel time is vastly moving on. Um, let me see. We'll go on to we'll go on to the tweetor first um, and see what we have got. Um, okay. Much better effort on Twitter this week, guys. I appreciate that. Um, Dan Murphy said, are you going to the, for a pint in the Wild West in three weeks? And I got invited to his daughter's christening. I'm not sure yet, my man, because 
it all depends on Catherine working or not. And if she is working, I'll not be able to. And if she isn't, yes, we will come. Mark Beggs says, what's up, Papa Physique? Been a while from I've asked the question. I thought he said, listen there. Been a while from I've asked the question. What I'd like to know is, is there going to be a group heavyweight cut? I think this could really work for people looking to succeed in their fitness goals. Hey, man. There, there should be you should do a group one you know get together listeners of the weird podcast it's up to you to do that yourselves i can't be leading that i have too much going on my man you know but if you just get together form your own we set up your own wee twitter account all share it or not twitter account sorry instagram account <laughs> twitter still last year but you know get together and be a leader at mark you take the lead you know if people are looking to get on that weird heavyweight cut get on it with mark mark he's your boy he's gonna lead it Giles um, Stroot, he's put a wee umal out over the U of the name, so I don't know how that changed the pronunciation. Uh, I'm just going to call it Giles Strutt until you, you, you correct how the Strutt is pronounced. Hey Dave, congratulations again on a good night in the black box on Tuesday. Very sexy. My question is, I know you're a big fan of Netflix series. Will you be tuning into the new Madeleine McCann documentary, meant to be controversial? And you know what? Probably not, you know, probably not. I personally feel that as I've got older and as I've had a daughter myself, I don't think the whole Madeleine McCann thing is, you know, it's not funny. It's not, it's not good in any way. You know, whatever's happened there, there's a girl who's gone missing. Hopefully she's still alive somewhere, but you know it's just the thought of being separated from her family it makes me sad i as now being a dad having a daughter i just would associate the whole thing with what it would be like if i lost holly and that would make me so sad so i probably will try to avoid that um but you know if if the facts are the parents were like the parents were stupid i'm sure they think about this every day to leave her on her own like I would never leave Holly on her own ever you know unless we were sure we had a babysitter or something or you know we're paid enough money but I would never leave her and I'm sure if they left her and she was taken that they think about that every day if they were involved we'll fuck them they're bad people but if they weren't they're probably tortured every day so I'll probably be avoiding that because I think it would make me too sad Judith said, if you were a scented candle, what scent would you be? Hope the 100-day fitness thing is still going good. You know what? The fitness thing is taking a back seat because I've literally been forced out of the house. And I find it's, you know, my sleeping pattern's fucked. My day-to-day is fucked. I'm trying to do my best to get steps, get exercise and do things. But it's just proven hard. But I'm really focusing on it from next week. You know, no excuses. Just getting back to it because I'm always, I'm always a, I'm always a better version of myself when I'm fat and all that. So thanks for the motivation, anyway, Judith. I appreciate that. But um, if I was a scent to candle, what scent would I be? Mm, if you're talking like literally, I probably smell a wee bit like stew because I'm a meaty guy. You know, I uh, a meaty hairy guy, so I might smell a bit like a stew. If we're talking about just fragrances that I like generally, these days I'd be red wine flavor, baby. You know, I'd just be mm, just a nice scented Malbec flavored wine. It'd be very tasty. Um, now onto the onto your Instagram questions. Ruth has said, "Oh, whoa, 
Thieves were mugged off this week in a hoax by Italian police. What's the biggest prank or hoax that you've ever got away with? I'm going to copy this story and hopefully be able to... Oh, shit. It went to me to try to report you. I don't want to report you there just in case you get reported. I'm sorry, Ruth. Let me go in and see what the story is that you have have uh, given me. Um, just a wee bit of dead air for you guys. Like, so get this link going. Um, there we are. Stolen Bruxelle masterpiece was switched with the oh, police. You, you've mugged these guys off. Police in Italy are unconcerned about the daring theft of a Flemish master's painting because they had it replaced with a fake a month ago. The painting by Peter Bruegel, the younger, worth millions, apparently vanished from a church on Wednesday. Thieves used a hammer to smash open its display case and made off in a car. Hours later, Italian police revealed they'd heard of the rumours of the planned heist and installed cameras to catch the thieves in the act. The painting of the crucifixion had also been replaced with a copy and the original kept safe and sound, they said. It all happened in the town of Castelnuova Magra in Liguria, where the painting of the crucifixion is kept. The surveillance footage of the raid is now being carefully studied and investigators are chasing the down those responsible. Oh, that's a, that, is a, that is a great mug off. I really do enjoy that story. Um, the, I know, probably... In, in work myself and a couple of colleagues would have done this uh, thing whereby um, anytime it was myself and a couple of other mates of mine uh, Freddie and Sean anytime either I was in the toilet or Freddie or Sean were in the toilet one of the other two would come in and poke, poke their dicks no <laughs> anytime they would come in and like turn the lights off throw blue roll over at us throw water you know just be generally dicky and um, this particular time, I knew Sean was in the toilet, and I went in. But I thought, if I go and turn lights off, he'll know it's either me or Freddie. So I went and said to my boss, Gary, and I said, Gary, we just weird thing. Don't ask about it. But if I go in and I turn the lights off in the toilet, Sean will shout something at me, and I just want you to answer because he will freak out. So he did that. Went in. I turned the lights off. She goes, ah, fuck you, Dave, you bastard. And then the, my boss, Gary, she went, uh, Sean, um, are you being paid by the minute to sit in there? And he's like, oh, Gary, no, I'm sorry, sorry, I didn't know that was you. <laughs> just, it was just really great. So um, that was probably, like, it's maybe not my greatest hoax or prank, but it's definitely the first thing that sprung to my head there. Um, let's see what else. Luke Sweeney um, has said, my question is, Dave, what is your go-to takeaway and what's your order? Um, well, since I've moved to Bangor, I've been... I enjoy... If we're talking Indian, I like the Bokhara or I like... There's another one too. Not get, I don't know. I can't remember the name. But I like the Bokhara in Bangor. It's nice. And I also like the Bawan in Ballyhoom, um, which has got a, a great uh, takeaway order. One day a week or offer, sorry, and because it's called a buy one, you buy one get one free. Love that. <laughs> um, but my go-to takeaway order is probably special chow mein if it's Chinese and butter chicken if it's Indian because hey, I don't like spice. I'm a sweaty guy. You know, I wouldn't be be coping too well with that. Chris Henning said, "No way, you're recording this bull bo- this bull boy on a Friday." Well, guess what? I am Sunday night rush job. I'm guessing. Now, nah, man, I'm relaxed. I'm enjoying it. Anyhow, hard things. 
Love the video you put up last week. My question is this. If you had to kill Shane Todd, how would you do it? P.S. If you watched Afterlife, Ricky Gervais is a genius. If I were to kill Shane, you know what, I'll be honest, I just couldn't do it. Um, not because it'd be sad or anything if he died, but more so that I would definitely be a chief suspect. You know, I'd for sure be arrested for it. You know, but if I were to do it, what would I do? Probably just like put gluten in it. Just tell him everything and feed him gluten free when it wasn't you know I'll just like get him this chocolate bar and a loaf and be like hey man it's all gluten free num num sayonara sucker but um, I've watched Afterlife yeah I've watched the full series I thought it was sad I thought it was lovely I thought it was hilarious I just thought it was perfect you know I thought it was a really good watch Um, you know, definitely tugged at the old heartstrings. Did a crime a couple episodes? Yeah, probably did. But no, I, I just love Ricky Gervais, as you know, bar maybe. I haven't really got into Derek and I didn't like Life on the Road. Apart from that, he's my favourite comedian, so absolutely love to see him back and on form again. Luke Gorman, hi Dave, hope all is well. Since it's St. Paddy's Day weekend and I'm currently hungover, what are your hangover cures? Gotta be Luke, is he having a coffee for me? Hey man, I'm gonna say that both of those things are important. Because man cannot live on liquid alone. You know, that's gonna be a wee dicky tummy. If you just get, you know, a coffee and a Lucasier on board and no food, you're gonna be all acidity. Acidity, you're gonna be all acidity Zidane. No, you're gonna be all acidity and acidic, and your tummy's gonna be sore, and you're gonna to need to pop a few rennies. So don't be doing that. I say you gotta get some Tucker on board, which for me would be a Subway. You know, go for a Subway sandwich if I'm really hungover, um, or or a good fry cures that. You know, a couple of sausages, bit of bacon, some eggs, and toast or a soda. You know, that should do the trick. Um, and a couple of vibrofen as well and a load of water you know nowadays like if you're going to drink you need to plan a hangover like I'm going to be having some wine tonight with uh, Catherine so I'm going to be prepping some water for in between my wines and I'm going to have some headache tablets at the ready and then some vitamin C for tomorrow but that would be my go to hangover cure and hey the good old days I would have just slept a lot but unfortunately now that's a luxury that I don't have uh, Chloe has said, if you had to start a cult, what kind of cult would you like to start? Um, it'd just be a weird cult, you know, it'd be, I'd be sort of, I would merge my, my uh, ideology of the weird podcast and the ideology of the Boytown podcast and just have a lot of people in, you know, swimwear, listening to the Pet Shop Boys in a razor, drinking red wine in a nice cozy commune somewhere. Um, but I would, de- I would definitely you know what it would be the non the, it would just be you know what like you've seen obviously in the news today the horrible story out of, out of New Zealand about the shooting in the mosques you know seeing the reaction to that is almost more annoying you know like everyone's saying having their comment about how terrible it's then people just think you know like there was some senator an Australian senator was like well it's because of immigration it's not it's because of some completely mental terrorist bastard took a gun and went and shot people because he is a racist. You know what I mean? It's like, just, uh, my cult would be basically, you know, don't judge people on their beliefs or their religion or anything else. Judge them as people. You know, if they're arseholes, if they're dicks, don't like them. You mean, the whole thought to me, like, of like even here in the Troubles, oh, I kind of like him because he's a Catholic. Why? 
You can't like her because she's a Protestant. Why not? If they're an arsehole, don't like them because they're an arsehole. You know what I mean? That's how I judge people. If I meet someone, I go, fuck, he was a dick. I'm not going to like him. You know, like whenever I went to mother and toddlers, like these mas are arseholes. You know, I didn't judge all mas ever. Although kind of did. But you know what I mean? It's like you take people as you find them. Give everyone an option or an opportunity to, sh- you know, show you what they're about. And if they're a dickhead, then don't like them. But the thought of disliking someone based on their religion or race is just, or their sexuality for that matter, is just, it is mad to me so my cult would just be welcome everybody of every would be no religion there'd be no creed you know there'd be no genders <laughs> there'd be no sexuality it would just be people being sound drinking wine and wearing leotards what else do you want you know so that was a deep question it turned out in the end Chloe but that would be my that would be my uh, cult, effectively. Um, let me see. Patty has come in with a, a story here. Once again, I don't know how Chris Barr makes his uh, makes his story links work on Instagram. I can't do it. Um, and Ruth wasn't able to do it. And Patty wasn't able to do it. So, I mean, unless Chris is, is some kind of you know, Instagram employee slash hacker guy. Um, I don't know how he gets his, his links to be so, um, how, how we can just, like, they can be hot links, you know. But I'm trying to read Patty's, uh, Patty's story, but it's basically something to do with, hey, I'm going to say there's some kind of ISIS banter in there, you know. Um, I'm getting I'm getting to the front of this link here, so I'll be, I'll be able to get the story here. Hey, man, ladies, children, children of all ages boys girls the technophobe has succeeded oh it can't open the link but basically um the story that i can read from the, from the the link is overweight german man who joined isis says they used him as a sex slave whoa so i'm gonna guess some fat dude went out to join isis and go fucked a lot you know um non-ideal non-ideal uh turn of events but what Patty wants to know is is for some mad reason you joined ISIS what job do you reckon they'd give you my guess is daddy daycare you know what I'd be pretty good about that except I would try and be some sort of like ISIS dad Schindler guy you know I'd be trying to like get the kids out of ISIS because man you know maybe I'm speaking out of turn here but from what my experience of ISIS sly guys you know an ideal scenario like I know there's a lot of sort of banter and a lot of chat and opinion about Shamima Begum. You know, my opinion is, you know, she didn't join ISIS, but at the same time, it is terrible when children die. And if her children have died, as said, you know, it's sad, certainly for her, but, you know, it's a hard one. I, I My opinion is you make your bed, you lie in it. But, you know, in terms of ISIS, what would happen to me? I would go and try and take care of the kids. I would... Um, you know, I, I would be a... You know what? ISIS don't like gay people, right? So why is this fat German dude going out there being fucked by ISIS? Because if they do that, surely they have to, like, jump off buildings because that's what they do to gay people because they're sly guys. So maybe it's this German guy. Hopefully he's got out of the the Islamic State because if they find out that he's been tightening and talking shit and saying he's they're fucking him, he's in all kinds of trouble. 
you know, I think I think being a, being a like a bit an undercover childcare guy, but it also you know let the kids escape. And then I also reckon they would just hire me to just be the radio guy, the voice of ISIS. You know these dulcet tones that you guys listen to every week could be could put to good good use. You know, and like I could be the recruitment face of ISIS. You know what I mean? I do look a wee bit ISISy. You know, I've got the beard. You know, and, and a tan real good. So people mightn't even know what race I am. They mightn't know what sort of background I have. They might just assume that I'm just an ISIS guy. Um, I do look a lot like Abu Hamza, who wasn't an ISIS, but he was an extremist. So I've got that extremist look. Um, but I, I ain't ever going near ISIS. That whole stuff scares me. And, you know, I'm happy enough just being here, not being part of ISIS. Um, let me see, last question is from Glenn Lindsay. And he has said, Hey, Dave. <laughs> Hope you're feeling... Is it this week's? No. I'm a liar. That was last week's. What's my fondest childhood memory? Weird. Um, sorry about that, Glenn. This week's question is, oh, why? Top five red wines. Go. Mm. I don't know whether or not you want me to give like my top five like brands or my top five like types. I think brands are too difficult. I like like I'll just go into like types. How's that? Um, my favorite at the minute is Malbec. As I just like it. You know, I like how it tastes. Um, I've been drinking Rioja lately as well. I quite like it. Um, when I was on my stag do, I liked the Duro wine from the Dor- the Duro. Is it Duro or Duro? Duro, something like that in Portugal. It was very tasty as well. Very sexy and underrated. And an old favourite of mine was a Merlot. That's Malbec, Rioja, Duro. And last, no more. <laughs> a nice little Chianti. Wee bit of Hannibal for you there, um, guys. That's the end of the the questions this week. Just before I go, a couple of things I need to plug. Um, Pug Ugly's Comedy Club uh, is back this Thursday. We have a belter of a lineup, and um, we have Mark McCarney on uh, on support duties, and we have Tom the Bear O'Mahony headlining. All for a fiver. Loads of drink deals on, and you get wee sausages too. And then I'll be there, obviously, talking shit as well. So get the Pug Uglies Comedy Club this Thursday. Last week was another great one. We had Connor Keyes headlining with Robbie McShane doing support. And then my man, Rory Woods, popped in, tried out some new material. And it was great. So, guys, it's only a fiver. It always packs out. So if you're looking to get the Pug Uglies to see Tom O'Mahony, make sure you get on to their Facebook page or their Twitter page or their Instagram. DM them and book a table. So keep a table side. It's only a fiver in. Get in. You'll have a ball. Um, on, and on Sunday I am in the Lyric with about 47 other comedians doing another charity gig for Aware NI um, her mental health charity so get on, get support in that you know and you know just do a good thing and if you know hopefully your headaches aren't too bad um, for any of you who are nursing St. Patty's headaches you know I'm jealous, so he'll slap it up you. But guys, enjoy the podcast. Um, I've enjoyed this week, and I'll be back again next week. Now I'm going to go and drink wine. You.